okay. We'll just deal Love with it. Talk <laughs> Witches. This is Raina Star, so you don't have to be. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might upset you. This is not the show for you. But you know that's why you tune in, because I know how you are. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the incredible Wicked one, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. And the 2023 Home Blessing Ornaments are still available. Like Auntie Raina always tells you, balls should be purchased in pairs. So check out the social media page for wickedwitchstudios.com and get on that link and get your Home Blessing Ornaments and any of the other amazing things Wicked Witch Studios orders. Uh, offers, excuse me. Well, good morning, and it's early for me, as I know it is for you, but I am so lucky today to have Stephanie Woodfield and Karen Storminger, and we're going to talk about Prayers to the Moragon, their new book. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, so nice of you guys to spend some time with me this morning. So, for folks who are not familiar um with Karen. I kind of want to start with Karen first. Karen, tell us a bit about yourself, because I know a lot of my listeners may not be familiar with you. Okay. Um, I am a priestess and dedicate and devotee of the Morrigan. Um, I've known Stephanie for many years now. Um, and in fact, I um, met Stephanie first online while she was... Um, leading the Moragu's Daughters website, and when she came up with the idea of having a retreat for the Morrigan, um, mm-hmm. I kind of jumped on into that <laughs> head first without knowing anyone, and um, I'm very happy that I did because it's become a uh, wonderful lifelong friendship and a collaborative effort now, too. Um, I've been practicing witch for most of my life, mostly solitary, um, and now with Stephanie in our uh, community, Morgan community, um, you know, helping to lead these events and, and do all the things for the Morgan. That's awesome. That's awesome. Stephanie, everybody knows you, but tell them about you anyway, because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am also a priestess of the Morgan. Um, I write mostly about Irish spirituality and how to connect with the Morrigan on different levels and also about devotional work. And I started the Morgan's Call Retreat, which Karen just talked about. And actually, Karen is now running that. She's been my second hand for a very long, long time, and now she has stepped up to leading it. And we are going into our 10th year of that event. Which is just crazy because it, it feels like yesterday that we started it. Yeah, I was I was looking at that yeah, uh, the other day. 
That was 10 years. I can't believe it's been 10 years. Right? <laughs> it flies. It does fly. It's insane how fast time goes, right? I, I get it 100%. So tell me about the evolution of this wonderful book. <laughs> Well, we kind of got tricked into doing it. (laughs) What? So, so the more the Morgan tricks both me and Karen into doing things very often. Um, in for me, it started with tricking me into doing the retreat because I thought, oh, you know, how long can a an event run that's only focused on the Morgan? Well, apparently, a very long time. Um, the Morgan tricked us to go on vacation because me and Karen worked too hard. That's a completely different story. But um, with this book, what happened is our friend Shannon started this 31 Days in the Morgan kind of challenge on Instagram. And there was a different prompt for every day. And I'm like, okay, I like challenges, so I'm going to make sure I do, you know, the challenge every day. And I decided, well, what am I going to do? I decided to do prayer. Some people did artwork. Some people did, you know, their own personal meditation stuff and posted different things. But I wrote a prayer for every single prompt. And then people started asking me, well, so is this going to be like a book? And then I'm like, well, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> And Karen also had a lot of prayers that she had created over the years. And then we were both like, well, I guess we're going to do that. (laughs) Yeah, well, we had had talked about it prior. Yeah. I'm sorry. So this had already been something that you had discussed previously as an idea, but you hadn't really fleshed it out. And then suddenly the goddess nudges you and says, um, excuse me, did you offer to do something for me? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very much what happened. It was like an offhand, hey, we should write a book about prayers like a year or so before that because we have been talking about all the prayers that I have been writing just on my own for my own devotional practice and stuff that she has written. She's written many prayers before that as well. And then this, right. um you know, our friend did this, and then we both looked at each other and was like, okay, <laughs> guess we're going to do this. <laughs> See, you've got to be careful when you make, uh, when you suggest something God that, that relates to the gods, because they don't forget. It may slip our minds, but they're like, oh, bitch, no, get back. Mm-mm. You ain't fucking around now. We're going to get this shit done. You said you wanted to do it. We're going to make it happen. So, very, very much so. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a really beautiful book, and it's it's not just. And I'm not even a follower of the Morgan. I'm I'm more of a old Gardnerian, but new style Hecate sort of person. But this book is so nice. I mean, you've got invocations, and you've got prayers, and I mean, it's just a lot of. Really nice work. Beautiful artwork, by the way. I meant to compliment you on the artwork as well. But it oh, that's all like Naomi Cornock. That's that's oh, all the the Naomi artist. Cornock. Na- Naomi Cornock yeah. is the most amazing, talented um, artist 
and she took the words that we gave her and with her own practice, ritual practice in her artwork, she came up with those images which are just stunning and really pulled the whole piece together. Well, that's awesome that you were able to get someone to flesh out your vision like that. How did you guys come upon Naomi? Because I'm not familiar with her either. I actually found one of her pieces online, um, just someone randomly sharing uh, a Morgan artwork picture. And I'm like, this looks amazing. And I ended up getting in touch with her to do a cover for one of my other books, the newest edition of uh, Drawing Down the Sun. And then when we had the idea for the prayer book, I love the idea of it being illustrated just kind of like an old Irish illustrated manuscript, but just a modern version. So Naomi's also dedicated to the Morgan. She works with a lot of deities, but she has a a very strong connection to the Morgan. I'm like, well, this is perfect. Because you want someone to draw the art who just doesn't have an idea of what a deity might look like, but really, like, understands them. So it it just made the artwork more special. That's so cool. That's really nice that you were able to find somebody who is not just an artist but also a devotee. Because um, I don't know that it's that easy to find artists who specify in certain genres or have certain beliefs that hopefully align with yours. I don't know that that's always so easy to get. But please compliment her for me because her work is beautiful. Oh, absolutely. We will tell her. <laughs> so, so tell me how okay so I, I do not know a lot about the Morrigan having previously explained what my camp is but so the Morrigan is this something is, is she something that finds you is she gender fluid explain the things to me because I don't know how does the Morrigan first appear to you how do you get that tap on the shoulder or is the Morrigan something you speak out well it could be either honestly it could be something that you you could seek her out or she might come to you in my case she kind of just appeared full force and i was not sure what to to make of her and eventually yeah because back then there really wasn't a lot of resources about her which is actually why i wrote my first book to kind of clear up um, a lot of misconceptions about her so um, most, of most of my connection, my connection with the Morgan came from me working directly with her. And I think a lot of people are like that. She wants like different that. things wants from different, things people. different people. She's an Irish goddess that encompasses a lot of different things. She's a goddess of sovereignty, which is definitely something that we need in this time and age. And she's also and a goddess of shape-shifting, goddess of shape-shifting magic, magic, goddess of battle and war. And, war. and, um, and um, prophecy is also a very big thing for her, too, which is kind too. of my focus, with, of her focus now. with her now. But she speaks to a lot of different things. And the way and people relate way to her is going to be different depending on who you are. And then I'll let Karen tell her story of how she... 
<laughs> might have had the Morgan uh, hit her with a bus. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> my my was a little harsher reality. Um, I, actually, I had been a solitary practitioner for many, many years and had a connection with Hakate. And yep. um, at, yeah, <laughs> as, as many of us do, we find in this uh, community. Um, and at one point in my life, I was having it was a very difficult um, time in my life personally. Yeah. Um, I was having a lot of a lot of issues and you know personal issues and things happening and struggling and you know. Everybody has their ups and their downs. Um, and at that point, I had been meditating and speaking with Hakate, and uh, she turned to me and said, listen, I've taken you as far as I can. You need to go talk to this person. <laughs> and oh. I didn't know who that person was. I just had like an image of of a dark goddess, you know, a hooded figure kind yep. of thing. And so I went on this, you know, research excursion to find who this um, deity was that I'm supposed to now talk to. Um, and in the course of doing that, I stumbled upon uh, Stephanie. <laughs> and, yep. you know, I, 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 I came up with, you know, in my searches and things, I came up with the deity of, you know, the goddess of Morgan. And while doing that, I found Stephanie and, and the website. And we started um, conversing online and talking. And that's kind of like the culmination of, of getting me there. But to get my attention, because... I wasn't really focusing the way I should have been on on what they were trying to tell me. Um, yeah. At one point, I actually did um, get hit with a bus, <laughs> a, 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 a public transit bus T-bones my car um, on oh, my way home from work one day. Yeah. So that forced me to rest and recuperate and not do anything for a few weeks. Um, and in that period of time is when the Morrigan made her presence known to me. So I needed to stop wow. doing Thanks. everything else in order to focus and listen to what was being told to me. And then it just kind of, you know, snowballed from there and talking with Stephanie and then, you know, in-person group meetings and, and, and doing the work. Um, and really, you know, becoming devoted to her, um, which was a very emotional experience. No doubt. And, no you know, doubt. having and read you know, having some of your intro, um, we both have been the wife and ex-wife of someone who's quite ill. Uh, my mm -hmm. second husband is that person for me, and for me. Still alive, but that alive, I, I understand, I, I understand that, is that is quite a bit that you have been going through and have gone through. Yes. Yeah, there's been a lot, <laughs> but I had to go through those things to get here. So, not wouldn't change anything. I just wish I had known things better. <laughs> No, and I understand. Yes, I I agree. I you know, unfortunately, in my case, my husband's a master manipulator, but that's a long story. Um, 
But anyway, so you guys, is this your first project together as far as writing together? Yeah, as far as writing, um, at least something that's published because we do work on the rituals together for the retreat, so that is Mm -hmm. a kind of writing process, but something that um, is going out and being seen by others, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what made us realize that we could do something like this together because we do work so well together um, in writing rituals and, and, you know, doing meditations and doing the group work together. Um, And we just, you know, get along really well. And we thought, you know, hey, let's give this a shot. Um, And it worked. I think we collaborate very well together. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's very seamless and very very generous. Were there anything that you guys have any stumbling blocks, like any disagreement while you were writing? Is there something you wanted to put in that maybe the other person said, no, maybe not? Did you guys have to agree on absolutely everything that went in? Yeah, I don't really think there was anything that we clashed on. It it just kind of flowed. Yeah. Um, our, you know, we each said, okay, you know, we, we outlined what we wanted to do. And we would, yeah. well, obviously this was written during the COVID um, crisis. <laughs> um, so yeah. we did a lot of Zooming. <laughs> <laughs> and and we would each take a piece or a chapter. Um, we would Zoom pretty much every week with each other and, you know, discuss our ideas and, you know, what direction we wanted to take certain things. And then we would each take, you know, our piece of it and work on it for the following week, send it back and forth to each other, maybe edit here, hey, how about this, how about that? And then when we got back together again, you know, we went on to the next piece. And it just kind of flowed really well, which is why, you know, in my opinion, it it really was meant to be because it just happened. Yeah, the Morgan wanted this to happen. Well, obviously, because, you know, she doesn't make junk, obviously, and she made a really beautiful She made you guys do a really nice book. So, well done on her and you. But I have to ask, Karen, is this your first book? This is my first published work, yes. Um, first, you know. Congratulations. Book. Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) There'll definitely Uh be more. (laughs) Yeah, I I think there's going to be more. I think there's going to be more, yes. We have lots of ideas brewing. Um, We are working on another joint project right now together as well. Oh, fantastic. Is it another book dedicated to the Morgan? Well, it's an oracle dedicated dedicated to the Morgan. Oh, are you kidding? No. And it's uh, (laughs) Naomi's doing the artwork, too. Um, That's kind of been like, it's more like a three-person project with the oracle deck because there's so much stuff that comes through Naomi, too. So, and I mean, the Morgan's a triple goddess, so I think it kind of makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. Has Naomi been part of Ritual with you? Um, have you met her in person? Only through no. Zoom, through our correspondence, because she lives in England. 
Oh, okay, that might make it difficult. Yeah. Just a little bit. We we would love to have a chance to get together with her in person someday though. We'll we'll have to figure out how to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's awesome. That's I mean, isn't that interesting how things come together like that? You know, you're you're practicing one person solitary, one person has a group, another person is in another country. And somehow when the gods want something to happen, they just organize it, put it together and pat it around and make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Um I I find the synchronicities are really interesting sometimes. When that's how things kind of click together, and all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, how did that happen?" <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I, I've seen evidence of that in certain things that I've done as well. Um, but tell me what the Morgan means to you, because it seems like a lot of folks come to her later. Mm-hmm. You want to go first, Steph? Oh, uh, sure. Well, I I think the Morgan is a source of strength and courage. She definitely has made me go and do things that I probably would have never done if I wasn't goaded into doing it. And I think she, um, I always have said that she collects broken things. She likes to put things back together and show them that they're beautiful even though something might have happened to you. It's kind of like that um, Japanese art where they take a broken teacup and then they repair it and put that gold in the the, uh, the veins of where it was broken. I kind of see her doing that with people, knitting back your soul and making you something stronger and, you know, showing you what you are really capable of. Wow. Yeah, I... I've I, not had such a call. Karen, what about you? Um, I, I I agree with what Stephanie is saying. I mean, for me personally, um, that was very much the case. Um, I, I, I would admit that I was probably a very broken person at the time that this all started. Um, and definitely change, like, my whole life right now is completely different than it was when I started um, my dedication and devotion to her. Um, and to me, this, this goddess has been a catalyst um, for um, helping me find my own strengths within myself and realizing that, hey, I can do X, Y, Z if I want to do that and, and going out of my comfort zone and pushing myself to do things that I might not have done um, if I hadn't um, started this practice with her. So I am very, very grateful um, to have the Morgan in my life, to have um, the people in my life that she's introduced to me, um, Stephanie included. Um, I have a whole second family community um, of devo- you know devotional practitioners that understand the spiritual side of it as well, um, which is really amazing. Um, I just, I find, I you know. find it interesting that you said, that you mentioned being broken because my belief is that everyone's really fucked. 
and extremely broken. Um, so it, for me, it's not, I mean, oh, please, you, you and I could probably sit for hours and talk about everything that got broken and how it got broken and who broke it and <laughs> all the steps along the way. How long have you been devoted to the morning? Um, me personally, um, for probably about 12 years now. So she's totally changed her life. That's amazing. Absolutely. Does she accept, does she accept those that just kind of seek her out as well, or is it better to date for her? I think people have come to her both ways in 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 my experiences over the last few years. What do you think, Steph? Yeah, I think you come to you can come to her on your own terms, and she could also I don't want to say stop, but she can you know she kind of gets a little demanding if she wants someone. Um, I know I make light of it, but she she is a goddess that is very present. There are other deities mm-hmm. that, you know, their presence is there, but it's not, um, it, it, you don't feel it the same way. She's, you know she's there. But I don't think it really matters whether it's um, something that you've initiated or she's just showed up in your life. Or, you know, even if you're just going to be someone that worships her for a certain amount of time or maybe has her in your life for a specific purpose or if it's a lifelong thing. I think she's um, a deity that's going to be a powerful and good influence in your life, whether it's for a short time or a long time. But I don't think she's only going to appear to someone that she wants only to be their their priest or priestess. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's not just recruiting priests. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I think I think it's more than that. <laughs> I, I would hope it's more than that. Um, and it seems like from various discussions I've had with folks uh, who are devoted to her that, you know, she's a very serious, not that any God worship of any kind or deity worship isn't a serious business, but the impression I have gotten, folks, is that if you make this commitment, don't fuck about. It's serious. Yeah, that's yeah. true. She's definitely no nonsense. Yeah, I've heard tales of, of people getting smacked around for playing about with her, and she does not appreciate, <laughs> and I think one of you mentioned she does not abide foolishness. Um, yeah, no. So, I mean, those who investigate, uh, dealing with the Morgan, I would caution you that this is not, this is one of your more, um, I wouldn't say unforgiving, how would you put it? Just tricks, or what term am I looking for? I think no nonsense really is it. She she expects you to do what you say. That's that's definitely it. If you tell her you're going to do something, then you better do it. Um, Very much a black and white, this is what you're going to (laughs) do. 
there's not a lot of gray area because it sounds like from from our conversation even earlier, um, even if you're having a discussion with somebody else about, gee, I'd like to do this, uh, she is listening and ever present. Like you said, Steph, it's like, um, yeah, if you say something and she hears you, you better stick with that thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, and but she's also not scary because I think there's that misconception. Okay. Um, I yeah, mean, please. don't get me wrong. Any deity can have their frightening side to them. I if, uh-huh. if provoked, I'm sure. Um, and she is definitely, you know, if you read the mythology, she can be quite terrifying. Um, however, in my experience. In connecting with um, them because it's a multiplicity, really. Um, yeah. It's not. I mean, it's serious, and you know, you're going to do the work, and you know, this is you. We're going to get here, but this is what you got to do to get there, kind of thing. Uh, but not scary. She doesn't in- invoke fear in in me. Uh, and I say she because I see the Morrigan as a feminine, but many people see um, the Morrigan as genderless, gender fluid, gen- genderless, because, um, you know, it's just how they, you know, bring themselves to you. Um, but it, I don't want people to say, oh, it's a dark goddess, it's scary, you shouldn't do it, <laughs> because it's brought such peace and love and change into my life, um, I wouldn't want someone to miss out on that because they heard it's frightening or too serious or anything like that. If if you're being called, you should answer the call and see what she has to say to you. I think the change that she brings is probably what people are afraid of. As we kind of, even though we talk about we want different things in our lives or we want something to change, it's scary to make those changes. Oh, absolutely. So, and, and then that is a problem, I think, with yeah. this modern society. No one wants to change. They just want everything to just happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Skip all the difficult parts. Well, that seems to be, well, yeah, I... <laughs> I find that to be a very strong theory with non-magical uh, people. Um, and some magical people, to be honest. It's kind of like, this is not instant witch, just add water. Or you go to your local witch and see they make everything happen. I find that there are a lot of misconceptions about magical practitioners across the board anyway. Um, but I'm I'm glad to hear you explain that she's not necessarily frightening because again I've also been uh, hurt uh, I've I've also heard that she is frightening and I've always been rather leery of her for that reason. I think it's more serious, and let's get down to business. Um, and yeah. if, you know, yeah. she does have her terrifying aspects when necessary, um, <laughs> but um, there's always a reason for it. Um, 
and if you're being true to yourself and you're doing the work, um, I find, I have found in, in my life that her, the presence of the Morgan has been very healing and um, helped me in my evolution spiritually to, you know, to really realize, you know, what is it that I really want in my life and where do I want it to go? You know, you, you and that's kind of the... That, you both mentioned that the presence has been life-altering, healing, peaceful, calming, and also ever-present, you know, not a duty that's very hands-off. So, I mean, when you're in a situation, is she constantly there for you and you're constantly in your distraction? Um. So, um, she's she's always here. <laughs> she's always around, but not in a distracting kind of way. When I'm, you know, um, in a space uh, to do, you know, to communicate with or meditate with or you know make offerings to um, the Morgan, then you know, much more present. But oh, I'm always aware of her in the background and um part of like part of my one of my prayers is she's always at my back and always at my side and always in my heart like she's she's with me all the time um there's a it's pretty funny i think i've told stephanie this story once um prior to moving here to connecticut i lived in new york and my mom had come to visit and my mother is a very catholic person very accepting of me and my beliefs doesn't have doesn't have issue with my stuff um she's also very spiritual and i say she's a closet witch um she just isn't ready to admit it yet (laughs) um so maybe when she turns 80 she'll realize but um (laughs) uh, she she was visiting um and at one point during her visit, you know, she knows I, I have altars all over the house and, and this and that, and she knows what I do. Um, she, I came home from work one day, and she's like, who's that hooded person walking around the house? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, there is a hooded, shadowy figure walking around the house. Who is that? My mother saw her. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I was like, oh, that's the Morgan mom. She said, you probably should take your stuff off her altar like I asked you to do. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah, that could be a thing. I understand that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, so. did you have to explain to your mother that maybe what – you put on the altar was not who the Morgan's liking, and I mean, I did, I did, you know, you know, I, 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 I said, you know, please, you know, this is my working, you know, this is my altar, this is what I'm doing here, can, can you put your stuff on a different spot, and she's like, well, there's no room for me to put anything anywhere, and this is the, the closest spot, so she's just going to have to wait till I leave. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> so, at which point, oh in the back of yeah, in the back of my head, I did hear laughing. So, um, <laughs> I guess it was okay because you know it's my mom. So, <laughs> wow! And, and uh, she, yeah, the Morgan found my mother amusing. <laughs> oh well, that's 
Listen, as long as she finds your mom amusing, that's cool. But I would be, see, this is another instance where I would be, oh, I'm screwed. Oh, shit. I got a problem yeah, now. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, good. I, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't malicious. She just doesn't, you know, my mom is, it doesn't understand like the workings of an altar and things like that for personal practice kind of thing cuz that's not something sure. she does. So, um, you know, she just, you know, this was a, a table that I needed to put something on. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just left extra offerings, that's all. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've never had that kind of experience with my parents because I haven't, well, my father's been dead for quite a while. And my mother is very old and still lives back home in New York as well. So, and she's mm-hmm. 80, and she's still going to be 83 this year. So, and she mm-hmm. is not... Um, my mother was a crack, a goddess worshiper back in the day, and then my father uh, converted her into a Pentecost. It's a bad story. It's a really shitty story. So, yeah, and I figured when he died that my mother would go back to goddess worship. Oh, no, 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 no. That didn't happen at all. Very disappointing for me. Aww. Yeah. Well, um, you know, that was still her choice to convert. So, I mean, she has to absolutely. make that choice for herself. No. Very true. No, you're absolutely correct on that. There's there's no doubt she had to make that choice. But I just wish she had made a better choice. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so... What do you? What else are you working on? You have to share more about the oracle. Stephanie. Well, I think the oracle deck is definitely the the thing that's taking um, the the most of our focus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do have some other projects. Um, we'll see where they go. Um, I'm actually going to write something about Bridget next. We'll nice. see. We'll see where that takes me, because <laughs> she can actually mm-hmm. kick your butt pretty well too, just like the Morgan, just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. You have a. Um, you seem to have a penchant for goddesses that are like really strong and not messing about and tough. That is because I am very stubborn. <laughs> I'll eventually do the things I'm supposed to do, but, you know, there's a little kicking and screaming involved there as part of the process. Oh, boy. You are tough yourself. I mean, you're a very strong person. You've done a lot of things, and I don't know where all that strength comes from. You're so resilient. You've made some really beautiful things, Steph. You're so creative. Oh, thank you. Well, I've seen a lot of your art, and I love it. And you know that I'm very fond of you, of course, because we've spoken before. And I'm very fond of Karen now, too, because Karen's just fun and wonderful. Um, (laughs) Thank you. But, you know, I wanted to ask each of you about other artistic things that you do. Um, Well, um, I do have an Etsy store, and... um, 
as you see me at Mystic South and other places, I do make um, necklaces, I do solder work, and I do sculpting pieces as well. And that's under the Forge of Awesomeness. So that's, that's kind of my relaxation when I'm not writing. And actually, Karen makes some really cool things, too. <laughs> um, yeah, and in the last few years, I've actually kind of tapped into some uh, creative stuff, which in, in addition to the writing, which is my first love. I've always loved writing. I've written poetry since I was a kid. Um, and in fact, my ambition when I was 10 years old was to be a professional writer. So look at that. I figured it out. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, no, that's, let's take yeah. a moment and, and talk about that for a second because, you know, when you want something when you're younger, life just kind of changes it and reshapes where things go. And the fact that you've mm-hmm. now done something that you've long held as a desire is really kind of incredible, isn't it? Oh, I definitely think so. Um, for most of my childhood, I um, wrote poetry, wrote like short stories and things like that. And I had teachers that encouraged me to do it. Um, and I really had the ambition to be a writer, um, to do something in the writing field. I had initially um, uh, applied to colleges to be a journalist, um, wow. but that didn't pan out. Um, mostly because my parents couldn't afford the colleges that I got into, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, But I, you know, um, so my path went in a different direction. I became an educator instead, um, and that has been very fulfilling. I'm a special education uh, teacher. Um, I'm now a principal at at the moment Um, in my real, in my other life, in my other life. Um, and, um, I'm also, um, a licensed massage therapist, um, got into healing practices. I do reflexology, I do Reiki, um, a lot and and, um, I really find that very fulfilling and, um, healing for me as well to help other people. Um, and then recently, um, I've started creating prayer beads, kind of uh, nice. started off with trying to make something to go along with the prayers that we wrote in the book. Um, so almost kind of kind of like malas or, or the traditional rosary prayer bead kind of thing, um, but with a pagan twist. <laughs> um, so I've, I've been creating those. Um, and they do some energy artwork now, which I never thought I would have any artistic ability whatsoever. But um, I really find it um, enjoyable, and um, I get so much out of it, and people seem to like them, so that's cool. Oh, that's wonderful. Are you kidding? <laughs> Education is, we'll is so important. Really must give me much credit for it because I know how um, it's a calling. It's got to be a calling. I don't think any anyone can be an educator. It's it's not easy today right now. Things are much different than when I started teaching. Um, but I 
I love special education and I love the students that I work with and it is definitely a calling. I wouldn't do anything else right now. Much respect. I would just have to say that. Thank you. Thank you thank for your you. service. Every time I meet a teacher or an educator, I feel like I need to say thank you for your service. <laughs> And sometimes you feel um, like it's um, in, in service of a different kind. Yeah, <laughs> it is definitely. But it's it's all for the kids. The kids are what's important, and you know that's that's kind of the focus there. So that's another all-encompassing focus that happens, you know, several hours a day, and then wow. I come home and I do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my God. And Stephanie, you're an educator as well, a different style of educator, of course, but you also serve the community and, and much appreciation to you for everything that you do for the community as well. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> well, ladies, um, we're running a little short on time. Um, why don't you no. give everyone uh, your information on where they can find you and your links and all of that good information? Sure, you can. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, just under Stephanie Woodfield. You can uh, find where I'm going to be doing different things or presenting or different events I'm involved with on stephaniewoodfield.com. And if you want to check out my art, you can um, check out The Forge of Awesomeness on Etsy. Are you going to be at Mystic South this year? I am, yeah. I still have to put in for some classes or ritual. I might be trying to convince Karen and a couple of other of our Morgan community to come down and help me with a ritual for Mystic South. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'll be there. Are you, are you also no planning any other live events? I do um, a local event. It's called Pagans in the Park. We actually have one coming up February 11th. It's done in the Orlando area in Central Winds Park. And that's um, that's a local event that we do during the cooler months in Florida. You know, you don't want to do anything outside in the summer. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we run those every couple of months. Yeah. And then there's always the Morgan's Car Retreat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Please talk about that. Well, Karen is the new um, head of the retreat. You want to take that one? <laughs> sure. Um, the Morgan's Call Retreat um, is a an annual event now. This is our tenth year. We're I can't believe we're ten years old. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and uh, we it will be occurring here um, in Connecticut, Orange, Connecticut, at Camp Cedar Crest. Uh, the weekend of June 2nd to the 4th of 2023. And it is a weekend dedicated to the Morrigan. Um, we, we have ritual every day, um, focused on different aspects and, 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 um, of the Morrigan and, and for different purposes. We have workshops and amazing speakers talking about magic, talking about devotion and dedication. And um, this year our um, theme is service and sacrifice. So 
much of what we work on on this uh, this year will be focused around those two themes. Um, so this should yeah, be very interesting. Guests. We have a special yeah, guest like too for it. For yes, we have a special guest this year. I'm sorry. We have a special guest this year for the retreat. And it's um, the, the pagan folk band Kindred Crow will be performing on the Saturday night uh, doing a concert for us at the retreat. So um, that is very special because I don't think we've had uh, anything like that before. Yeah. So are, are, is the retreat completely booked out, or can people still maybe join if they want to? Oh, no. Registration is still open until April 1st. Um, we are not sold out yet. Um, you can tent or you can uh, register for a cabin. Uh, everything is on the um, – we have brown paper tickets page, uh, the Morgan's Call Retreat, or you can find it on the event page on Facebook, the Morgan's Call Retreat. That's wonderful. Is there a process? I mean, because I know you guys, are you guys working together in a group of worship as well as the retreats that you've organized? <laughs> um, so Stephanie likes to call us the anti-coven. Um, <laughs> the anti-coven, okay. <laughs> the anti-coven. Um, we are a uh, our core group of people who have been doing this for years together are from many different traditions and paths. And we come together um, to do this retreat and to do these rituals once a year. We work and, you know, plan and everything throughout the year together, um, writing the rituals and, 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 you know, prepping for the retreat. But really our working time together is in that weekend. Uh, many of us don't see each other again for the till the next year, um, so it's wow. amazing how it all kind of congeals together and works so well. Um, we just know each other so well; it, it, it's amazing that that can happen like that. Um, but we also, yeah. uh, most of us, have different groups that we work with um, outside of that as well. So if somebody is just curious about Morgan as opposed to already knowing they want to become a devotee, how how would how would they start? Would they come to one of you first? They 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 definitely could read you know, start with, you know, Stephanie's uh first book. <laughs> you know, the Celtic guys. And um the there are, there are many, many more resources out there than there were when we first started. Um, oh yeah, I think Stephanie's written many of them. Um, Morgan <laughs> yeah. Daimler has some wonderful books, um, you know, about the Morrigan, um, you know, the Irish gods and goddesses. If that's you know the pantheon that you're interested in, um, there are um, some more. Uh, authors out there that have written about the Morrigan, or you could come to our retreat and learn a little bit in person. Um, you know, I would say maybe try, if you want to reach out to our Facebook page, Tuatha de Morrigan on Facebook, mm -hmm. and ask some questions and get some resources. Um, that would be great, too. I think yeah, just you have people that are all over the place. Yeah. So there, even if you don't live 
Yeah, if you don't live in um, Connecticut, then you could reach out to the group and, you know, there might be someone that actually really lives close to you because, like Karen said, we we come together to honor the Morgan. A lot of us live in different places, all over the place, all over the country. Yeah. And some out of the country. We have people coming from Canada. (laughs) That's nice. So you don't so you don't have to necessarily be a devoted board and server to come to your retreat. No. You don't have to be, but wow. I think she calls she calls people um in and if you hear her call, it doesn't matter who else you are um dedicated to or, or connected to, if she's calling you um, she has something to say to you, so you're welcome to come and explore that. That's so cool. That's really super cool. I really appreciate that that is open to folks, even if we're not already 100% devoted. That's very generous. Sometimes, you know, in certain groups, you feel like, well, you've got to believe this certain set of things, otherwise it's not necessarily not shunned, but not necessarily as comfortable as you would be if you were already a dedicant. Well, how are you going to find out what it is that you're actually looking for if you don't have a chance to explore it? Oh, I agree with you 100%. I I think that's brilliant, and I'm very appreciative that you actually offer that as being, you know, it's open to whoever feels called to come. That's really nice. Mm -hmm. And, and there have been people well, who came and found that it wasn't there, it wasn't what they were looking for, and don't come back, but they still, you know, they still learn something. So. And I'm sure it's a wonderful time. I mean, you guys are having entertainment at the retreat. It sounds pretty cool. Um, I'm excited about that because that's the first time we've done that, so that'll be good. But it's also a very um, intense weekend of work. As well, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's ritual. Is it, is it back there's to back classes? Yes. Yeah, we have we have class we have classes throughout the day, uh, workshop classes. We have group times where um, groups will get together and focus on certain aspects of the Morrigan um, and do some activities together focused on 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 that in conjunction with the theme of the weekend. Um, we eat together um, in the evenings is usually when it's a little bit looser after ritual. We will have like bardic circles and, you know, the fire, music, people playing, talking, telling jokes, you know, telling stories. Um, and we also have uh, what we call uh, oracle time where people can come to. We have a dedicated temple set up where people can come and um receive messages from the Great Queen through um, our priestesses who are also channelers. So Ooh, a lot wow, of very nice. That, that sounds like it could be a very life-changing experience, the whole retreat. I think so. <laughs> yeah, it, so I think camping, Stephanie thinks so too. Is it is it a camping situation? What's the setup for the retreat? 
Um, it is a campground, but they have ca cabins. There are uh, a limited wow. number of cabins. I think we have 16 cabins. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, so there is cabin space, and there is also tenting. Um, you can register to tent um, on the grounds as well. So that's, you know, we typically have, what do we have, almost 100 people last year, Stephanie? Yeah, Somewhere we're around over 100. 100. Mm -hmm. And there's still a bathhouse. There's, you know, you can take a shower and have, oh, you know, all the amenities oh, while you're camping. Yeah, yeah it, it's yeah, not rough, like hardcore camping. We call it glamping. G-L-A-M-P. Yeah. <laughs> because we have Absolutely. hot and cold running water, toilets, and showers. <laughs> cool. So cool. it's, no, it's, it's not rough in it. People need to know that information, especially older people like me who are too old to sleep on the ground, you know, necessarily, mm -hmm. and, and need showers all the time. So, yes, I mean, I love, yes, please give all the amenities. It's very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it sounds like a really, really wonderful event, and um, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on and hanging out with me. Will you come back when the Oracle deck is ready? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> wonderful. Well, Stephanie Woodfield and Karen Storminger, thank you so much. The book is Prayers to the Morgan, uh, and it's beautiful and Full of really nice poetry and devotions, and it's beautifully illustrated. It's a great piece of work, ladies. Thank you again so much for coming on. Well, thank you for, well, thank having, you for us. having us. Well, absolutely, it was my pleasure. I hope you both are very successful in all of your ventures, this one and all future ones. I don't see how they wouldn't be. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you again. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, that is it. Have a great weekend. I will be back next week. And uh, get outside if you can and try to enjoy some fresh air. I've been stuck inside for way too long. All right, talk to you all next week. Bye.